0: You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network, with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy. Hello, you are listening to The Happiness Hub with me Kedron Elliott and this is a bonus episode this week. Usually we only have one a week but this week we are doing food and exercise in our six-week happiness Hub program and we can't talk about wellness without talking about food and exercise are both really major uh, parts of having a good physical health and mental health as well. So last Sunday we uploaded our podcast with our lovely Janie who talked about nutrition and today we are recording a podcast all about exercise with Becky's So hello Becky, how are you doing?
1: Hi Kajan. I'm very well thank you. Despite the situation I'm pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know it's it's, it's dragging on a little bit, we've just had a bit of a chat about hopefully being let out properly soon. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself Becky, you're a trainer and a personal trainer
1: yeah so it's all quite new for me actually i mean i've been in the fitness industry since 2016 so that's when i first qualified i've always been into fitness really enjoyed um physical exercise funnily enough not as a child i remember purposely getting locked in the changing rooms because i did not want to do pe so if you told you know 15 year old me you're going to be a personal trainer i would not believe it at all so yeah i I got into fitness sort of around 2021 and I was at uni and you know, metabolism changes when you get to that age, doesn't it? You hit 19, 20. And you, yes, I got to that sort of that age and uh, started going to the gym. Didn't really know what I was doing, um, but really enjoyed it and then started to understand it a little bit more. And then I had a trainer of mine at my gym who said, Oh, you know, you should have a go at training to, to deliver this class. It'd be really good. You can do it for yourself. You don't have to be an instructor, but you can, you can just get involved and you can cover my classes sometimes. So that was the sort of the premise of, of why I first qualified. and then um it just sort of rolled from there so I did get qualified in teaching one class at the gym and then the gym kept saying oh can you cover this class and this class and this class and I'm a little bit of a sucker for a qualification and a course so (laughs) I ended up doing loads (laughs) yeah it sort of spiraled so I always did it as a bit of a on the side kind of job so I teach classes on the side Um, I have a music company um, that I've run for 10 years but obviously music has not fared so well during COVID either so that's sort of been put on the side so fitness is sort of common to sort of the main main part of my career at the moment especially for the last year so I trained as a personal trainer back in in 2019. So yeah, I've never actually done it as a job until COVID. So obviously, I knew all the knowledge and I've worked with lots of people. and I've done it on the side and I've done it as a bit of fun. But yeah, this past year, when my music career just sort of (laughs) was put on hold and taken away overnight, almost, um, I thought, well, I need to I need to get some income here. And I have no idea how so the second, you know, the second nature to me was was fitness. And you know, online fitness, as you know, went crazy. As soon as pandemic hit, there was so many instructors that went online, so many classes, free classes, Instagram lives, Facebook lives, Zoom classes, you name it. So that's how I sort of started when we were in the first lockdown. And I ran like a facebook group um, where people could um come join in with some classes and I'd, I'd do like three classes a week and then i'd put recipes on this facebook page and just bits of motivation to keep people going and um, but obviously there was a such competition because so many instructors were doing yeah. online facebook groups and online classes and because it wasn't my full-time job i didn't have a following of people i just were trying to get friends and family to come and get involved so that was quite challenging that's why i thought well hold on i've never explored the personal trainer side of things um so I you know I thought I'll give that a, give, give that a try so I did when we got to sort of last summer and the restrictions eased a little bit I then sort advertised and saying look does anyone want a personal trainer I can do this <laughs> so this is something I've you know I've not worked as but you know I'm offering it out sort of thing and yeah I did pick up about th- two or three clients last summer and they did stick with me even though we went back into lockdowns in and out obviously all through last Year and more and more clients started to just come out of you know, out of nowhere. I had friends that were or acquaintances that were saying, "Oh, you know, I've always wanted to do something, but never felt comfortable because it's you. You know, that, that's given me the confidence to, to do something." So yeah, then we obviously had the lockdown at the beginning of this year. Um, a few clients obviously went on hold, and because obviously going online isn't for everybody. Um, and then when restrictions got lifted again from from April, and we were allowed to start training. Um, yeah, we've got really really busy. So I'm almost I wouldn't call myself full time with personal training, but I'm. Редактор Definitely more than heart, more than part time with it. So it's really great, and it's a love, lovely, really lovely job. I'm really enjoying it. Um, met, met some amazing people from all different backgrounds, all different reasons for why they are there, uh, for why they want to train. And uh, yeah, i really enjoy the job. And yeah, that's how I have become a personal trainer. so It's a bit of an interesting story, a bit of a strange one. Not a typical, typical way into the into the industry. But yeah, really, really enjoying it. And um, continuing to get qualified as well. I really find CPD so important. So. Uh, i have always taken courses. I did a course last year, it uh, just before Christmas, actually in pre and postnatal fitness. So again, it's something that gets touched on and say touch it literally is touched on in the personal training course, you learn a little bit what's safe and what's not for, for pregnant clients, but you don't really learn much about sort of postnatal so i did a specialist course um, which i really enjoyed it was really good fun and i learned so much so again that's another one of my niches that i tend to work with i work with a lot of women mostly um, a lot of old women a lot of my clients are over the age of 50 and i have worked with quite a lot of um prenatal and postnatal clients as well so that is sort of my niche um i'm also currently studying for children's fitness as well at the moment because that's another really nice area i've always worked with young young people and lots of children for over the last sort of 10 years. So yeah, I've been running a class as well um, in Congleton since restrictions got lifted in April. Um, and that's on a Wednesday. So that's a lovely class as well with little ones. So I just want to always want to expand my knowledge. I think there's always something to learn, especially in fitness, like the research changes all the time. Um, there's so much to learn as well. It's such a huge subject. So I just want to know as much as I can and just help my clients as much as I can. So that's my reason for for doing what I do. I'm really enjoying it
0: what changed in terms of like you know working at the gym and doing those exercise classes what what drove you to to keep doing that and what do you enjoy about it
1: do you know what i think if I, at school we just did sports and now i'm i love fitness but i don't like sports so oh, yeah, I, there was a problem, I think schools just go i don't know if it's changed now but when i was at school PE was sports and i'm not I, even now like I say, i'll do a few sports but it's through gritted teeth i'm not, I'm not really not very competitive not that then. no no but I, I think if my school had done you know aerobics and sort of stuff i teach the fitness classes or like boot mm-hmm. mid- camps or something yeah i think maybe that might have got me more interested but i just at school i had no interest because i all i remember is we went outside and it was freezing and we had to wear little shorts and yeah just because it was all of it put together i just hated everything so I think if it wasn't just sports, I think I would have maybe enjoyed it, and then explained a bit more about fitness and why we're doing fitness. Because I think that's a really important thing when it comes to it is people just think, oh, I'm just exercising, just because. You know, some people exercise for the wrong reasons as well. Could be a lot of people, not everyone, but i've heard from a lot of people a lot of clients oh i'm just exercising because i need to lose weight and that's not the sole purpose for exercise at all which obviously i know you know too mm-hmm. um so yeah i think if i'd understood and i was taught at school why we're exercising what the reason behind it and all the benefits not just i think if we'd been taught that that would have made a massive difference to my relationship with it but yeah it didn't come until again maybe because i had that mentality when i did put a bit of weight on when i got to university metabolism changed. that was so I was like oh I need to exercise now so you know maybe that's not a, it's a bit of a, almost a dangerous connection in a way um thinking that the reason you only need to exercise because of that reason and it's absolutely not the reason so and something that I really am a huge advocate of now now I understand understand behind the reasons behind it so yeah
0: I think that's yeah that's a, I um well my background obviously being a swimming world consultant and lots of people still think about like you know, regardless of what I eat, if I exercise, I'm going to lose weight, but it doesn't work that way. And it's so much easier to lose weight through your diet rather than your exercise. And exercise, again, like you said, should be something that you enjoy, because if you're doing it for the wrong reasons or you're doing it and you're not enjoying it, it's not going to be sustainable, is not it? You just go, oh, you know bother this for for whatever and and do something different what kind of what kind of things do you really enjoy doing because I know that you do lots of different classes and one thing that I really want to ask you about is the pound fit because that looks really really interesting
1: I'm glad you brought that up oh it's brilliant so well for me what what was what got me started what we were chatting out before was is running for me and there's a lot of people seem to get into that as we were saying with the pandemic a lot of people have have got into running because it's it's free it's easy you can you know it's accessible um so a lot of people have got and for me that was how I got into things but um it is a funny one with running it's it's good to do and it is hard and a lot of people do and a lot of my clients say well, you know one of their goals and we sit down we have a consultation so, you know what do you want to what do you want to achieve what are your goals and they oh I want to I want to start running I want to run a 5k I wanted. to do, I think why what is the what is the deal with running? but it was the same for me when I started when I got into the gym I didn't know what any of the machines did you know, I was 20 20 years old 21 and I was like I know i have got a treadmill though and i know, I know how that works <laughs> so you know that was my sort of gateway if you like was running <laughs> um and i for me i noticed that work for me and it you know it does running is great it's uh, there's a lot of um con- that misconceptions about running and people say oh yes yeah, you're really bad for you again let, this connects to everything that we, that we we discuss on the podcast all the moderation you know if you run 10 miles a day that yeah, it's not good for you. You know, there's a lot of stress on the body, uh, a lot of hard work, um, probably not so good on the joints, but you know, if you uh, do it in moderation, you, you're keeping healthy, you're keeping yourself fit in between, you're doing a proper recovery, you're making sure you stretch, you get some yoga in there, you know, you treat your body um, properly in between your sessions. It is good for you because running, it's just that natural progression of walking. You know, it's not unnatural. It's something like football, like, not I have a problem with sport. <laughs> it's not like I've got some sort of vendetta against sport now. Football, you know, a lot of the moves in football are unnatural, you know, Got a lot of twisting of the knee and the ankle that is going to cause industry. And you know, that's why footballers retire at sort of 30. But running, you know, in moderation, you keep yourself healthy, you, you pre- practice correctly, you have good habit and good technique, you know, it is a natural progression from walking. So, you know, running is good for you. But again, it's just making sure, you know, making sure you've got correct technique because it is, like I say, it's an accessible, it's an accessible activity to do. But if someone goes, right, I'm gonna start running because I just just I just need to get out there and just run. But without any sort of you do need to prep yourself I think if you're going to start running because I say I've heard from friends as well and I've seen it happen go oh yeah I'm going to go out running they'll go out I'm going to to do a 5k (laughs) I'll just go out running I'll I'll run 5k I'll run as much as I can but go out maybe got the wrong shoes on inappropriate footwear that can cause injury Mm -hmm. cause a bad experience they might go out realize actually after 60 seconds wow this is actually quite challenging (laughs) this is really tough because they they might be wearing the wrong footwear they might have got an injury it's a bad experience to get right i'm not running anymore and you know it's a shame because it's such you know if you prepare it's all about preparation again and you know when you run as well interesting interesting fact for you um the amount of stress put on the joints is double your body weight so every time you run that stress on the joint is double your actual body weight. So if you have not sort of prepared yourself for that, and you've just gone from completely sedentary sitting on the sofa going, right, I'm going to go on a run tomorrow. Your joints, your body are probably not going to be ready for that. So it's just, if you do want to start running for any advice, you know, for anyone who does want to start running, do a little bit of pre-training first. Couch 5K is, is yeah. I swear by that, you know, it's such a brilliant programme um, and it's still, it's been going for years now and because it works. So, and, you know, d- build it up. Don't just think, right, well, I'm just going to go out tomorrow and just run. And, you know, build yourself up because you are you know, if you're not, your body's not conditioned not ready for that, you can just, like I say, it's chance of in, in injury, chance of a bad experience and then completely putting you off to something you could actually be really good at and really enjoy. So yeah, running for me is, is a big one. And I, I always thought, well, I'm not really a runner, but actually I've been doing it for 10 years now. <laughs> run all the time so yeah I've done loads of races I actually am a runner so yeah it's you know if you run you're a runner for sure so yeah that was that was my sort of starter
0: what specifically about running is it that you enjoy what what do you get from it
1: that's a good that's a really good question well uh, again a lot of my clients go I'll do training runs with them and I do a running club as well for my clients every week um and a lot of them go I hate this (laughs) but I really like it (laughs) it's like a love-hate relationship and you probably understand it as well like you go out sometimes it's a bit weird I'll go out and run sometimes and I'll and I just I'm not feeling it and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going out and there's a couple it doesn't happen often but sometimes I I'm going home and I'll turn around after sort of 10 minutes and go today's not the day but other days I just go out and it just for me it, it is obviously it is a stressor on the body it's a lot of effort you're putting on the place and into your body but mentally like it clears my head massively yeah. and some days when you get for me if it, good weather as a, as a thing I'm, I'm really bad in, in poor weather and this last couple of weeks obviously has been horrendous for <laughs> for the weather um and that obviously affects me as well if it's raining I'm a little bit like mm don't really want to go out but obviously I do you know if I have to if I'm trading for something but yeah I um I'm, if it's a sunny day the, the sun's out it's not you know the weather's good conditions are good and I just feel I think yeah, I put some music on you know stick my headphones on blast up the music and it just I, I just love the feeling and I can't really describe it And I know mean, that sounds really cliche and a bit cheesy but it's just and it's, it's the feeling afterwards as well and some of it can be hard and it is you know some of it's a challenge if you're going up a hill or you're you're doing a bit of sprinting and you're thinking I'm gonna die <laughs> you know but um, then after But you're like, actually, that was that felt so good, and a really lovely quote as well is like, you never, it's very rare that you'll ever regret a workout, but you, you know, you normally always do regret not doing it. So (laughs) I always think of that as well. If I'm not feeling like going, no, actually, get it done because I'm going to feel much better knowing I've been out for running, if it was just 20 minutes, rather than thinking, well, since 20 minutes scrolling on my phone, so. And that's how I always sort of feel. But yeah, I do. Sometimes I say it's not every day. It's not, I love every single run, and it's, you know, I'm an amazing runner. I'm definitely not an amazing runner, but I, you know, I love how it makes me feel and you know 90 95 percent of the time it's, it's always a good experience i just enjoy it so much so yeah really 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 have a good time doing it
0: yeah i agree with that last last week we did new habits so we asked participants to minimize the amount of time they hadn't they scrolled on their phone the amount of time they watched the news and to choose what kind of media they exposed themselves to and to get out for 20 minutes so I know that we've talked quite a lot about running and, and exercise classes and things, but even just being out in nature, and we just had mental health awareness week, which is all based around nature, how that how good that can be for your, your mental health as well. Um, Ben also, who's been running the, the app with us, talked about grounding. So he said you get extra hippie points if you took your feet, uh, you shoot your feet off, if you took your shoes off <laughs> and like walked in the grass barefoot, because um that that can be really good for your for your health as well if somebody was listening and they wanted to get into like doing some exercise and activity, but they didn't want to train for a marathon, which you are doing at the moment. And they wanted to, you know, take, take things easy and, and start off slow. What, what kind of stuff could they do?
1: Um, well, my stance has always been do what you enjoy. Like yeah. find, there's so much out there. I mean, which brings me nice because you did ask me about pound classes and I completely changed yes. the subject. So I <laughs> bring that to that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Find what you enjoy because exercise isn't a, Again, when I was a teenager, I thought exercise was sports. Like for me, that's what I thought it was. PE was football or hockey or netball, and I never got on with any of that. So yeah, it it isn't a sport. It isn't just boot camp. It isn't burpees. It isn't running. You know, it can be anything. If you like dancing, maybe you're not a dancer. I'm so not really. I'm not a trained dancer anyway, but um, I do dance, um, and I really I always enjoyed that. And I think when I was in sixth form, I, I remember doing a dance class when I was older at school. Um, and I was like this is great why haven't we done this before um and so yeah it's, it's finding something that you enjoy. And I think for me that maybe made me go oh I quite like this and I did sort of get into dancing and I remember when I was at uni I, I went to a few dance classes because for me that was like well I'm keeping fit here but I'm doing something that I enjoy it it doesn't feel like fitness so yeah find something that doesn't you know if you really hate exercise like oh I hate exercise I'm allergic to exercise I don't do exercise you know you're really not a because I know some people really hate it um you know find something because your body does need it this is the thing and it's you know I'm not going to sugarcoat it here but our bodies need exercise they need movement our bodies will thrive from movement your body is not going to be you know happy if you sit on the sofa all day you know mentally you might want to sit on the sofa all day and that's fine you know we all need a day on the sofa or a duvet day but every day day in day out you know eight hours sat down is not good for our bodies our bodies are not gonna thrive from this so you do need to move, and even like I say, it's a mind over matter thing. Um, and I listened to, talking a to podcast to another podcast. It's a fitness podcast I listen to quite a lot, um, and they talked about like the toothpaste analogy and brushing your teeth. So, as a child, you you know I know lots of little ones hate brushing their teeth. Then they come brush your teeth. Yeah, I brush my teeth. Have you brushed teeth? Yeah, I have. And then you check the <laughs> toothbrush, and it's it's not wet, and they haven't brushed their teeth. But it's something we all brush our teeth now, morning and night. And it was something as children we didn't want to do because it's a a bit of an arduous task, it's, it takes, you know, what, a couple of minutes out of your day and, um, but it's, you don't want to do it, but actually, we're conditioned to do it because we did it as children, we brush our teeth day and night and we still do it now. The reason why we do it because it's become habit, which I will come on to habits a little bit later. Um, also, we know the benefits of it. If we don't brush our teeth, it's not going to be good. <laughs> you know, teeth aren't going to be in good shape. If we don't do them, you know, we're going to have problems and have to go to the dentist, teeth might fall out. So it's a little bit similar. They were saying in this podcast to to exercise, it, it might feel like a task and you really don't want to do it. And you're going to make every excuse in the world to not do it. But afterwards, you're going to be kind of glad you did it. And in the long run, your body's really going to thank you for it. Um, because, you know, none of us are getting any younger. You know, mm-hmm. And actually, the older you get, I know they say, well, when you get retirement, start to slow down. Actually, because I do work with a lot of older clients. When you hit retirement that's when you need to start moving your body even more obviously don't exhaust yourself um but because as we get older things become more difficult for us you know as even like say 30s and 40s you might find you're waking up and a bit stiff and you've got aches and pains you know as we get older our bodies are going to start to slow down so that physical activity is even more important especially in sort of older people as well and say i use the phrase older people it sounds awful over 50s in fitness is considered older adults so I apologize for anyone over 50 (laughs) but yeah when you hit 50 that is where you really need to start looking at that fitness even if you you know you've never done anything really fitness related in in your life when you sort of get to around 50 that's when you need to start incorporating it for sure because it's only going to help safeguard you as you get older from things like falls any sort of functional injuries anything that can happen so it gets more and more common unfortunately especially with older people here a lot of older people having falls so yeah definitely it's uh, moving your body is so important so yeah bring me back to my original point here finding something that you enjoy um so like i say there's so many classes out there um i go to sometimes these fitness weekends of course I do <laughs> yeah. well, that's crazy but yeah it's a weekend away uh, wherever um and they have a weekend of like classes back to back and you can try all these different things so that's great because that you know you get to try all these different things and um when I was at a weekend it was would have been 2018 I think it was called a place in Blackpool Ribby Hall and I think it's called Fit Camps I think the name of it and um I signed up to do an instructor course because, like say, I'm obsessed with, with learning how to do courses and things. <laughs> so, and uh, it was, I would look because I thought I need to do, I need to teach something different, I need to do something new. And obviously, my background in music, and I came across this class called Pound, which is a drumming based fitness class. Mm-hmm is this. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, I would never tried a class, there was no instructors in the vicinity to us. Like, I had a quick search and the nearest one was I think Manchester, I thought well that's not, not really too close to us. So I blindly booked onto this instructor course. I thought I've never taken a class in my life but from the videos and the website it really resonated with me and all the sort of the company ethics around why they do what they do and that I just loved it. So I thought you know what I'm going to just bite the bullet. I'm just going to go for it and, and and turn up and see what happens. And they had a class on over the weekend as well and that you could sign up for. But I was like, no, I'm not going to sign up for it. I'm just going to turn up for training and not take a class and just do it. So. I did this training. It was eight hours and it was hardcore. I remember feeling so achy the next day, but it was brilliant. It was absolutely incredible. So basically what it is, you get two um, bright green sticks called rip sticks. They're slightly weighted. So they're made of plastic and they're slightly weighted. It's based on the movements of yoga and Pilates. So it's, it's not impact, so you're not jumping up and down. You're not running around in a circle. You stay in one place, you have a mat in front of you. And yeah, the moves are really quite flowing, if you like, but obviously with a bit of sort of rockstar attitude thrown in there as well. So yeah, you've got a lot of repetitions, a lot of squats. They do claim that in a single class you can do up to 600 squats. Oh Well, you don't realise it because what you're doing, you're focusing on the instructor, and you are beating it up to the music. So again, if you love music, it's just great. And there's so many benefits to drumming. Like again, you can look on the website. There is so much research to say it can help with stress and anxiety. Anxiety. you know you literally beat it out with these sticks um it's just it's a great class and the, the music obviously they sort of base it around sort of rock music to begin with but they have all sorts of genres in there they've got there's a track they've got the greatest showman they've got um sort of little little mixed tracks in there as well so it's a really it's a it's a great mixture it's not just sort of rock music um and then you change positions as well so you do track standing obviously you don't have to hit the floor you can you know you hit the sticks in the air quite a lot you take you move to the side you're moving in every sort of uh, plane of movement as well um so you're not just you know facing one direction we change directions uh we'll do a track in the lunge position as well so we we do it's a full body workout you hit every single muscle and then you do a track a couple of tracks on. the floor is called kit position where you sit and the mat is that like your drum kit and you, you hit the floor it's great and then you do one on your back so that works off the core and the glutes um so yeah it's a great workout it's really good and they they do so their tagline is any age any stage so you know I have my almost 70 year old dad uh do the classes and he's been doing <laughs> class every week class, he loved it. my dad used to be a drummer so he he oh, nice. loves the class and he, he's been coming ever since I've run it so uh yeah I've been doing it on a Monday um throughout Obviously I'm going to be teaching at a gym next week, but um, yeah, I've been running it on zoom every week and my dad bless him. He's been there every single week <laughs> doing the class. So yeah, he's almost 70 and he loves it. So I have, you know, people any age and you can, it can be modified as well. So, you know, even if you think, well, I'm not, you know, I can't get down to the floor. It doesn't matter. You can air drum it's yeah, it's just, great program i say the company are amazing it is an american thing um, but their their sort of ethics is, is just lovely and their stance behind it and they're very inclusive and yeah really really great company um really supportive as well the community of instructors are, are amazing as well so yeah i highly rate it it's my favorite favorite class so i also trained to do the kids version so they released a kids version of it Uh, I don't know how long ago now but probably about three or four years ago and I was one of the first people in the UK to take the kids instructor course so I know I was the first I was on the first training course in London so that was back in 2019 I think so I've started running classes again I did that on Zoom over the the lockdown just after Christmas and now I run those classes on a Wednesday at Asbury and Congleton so yeah great class I've got um, probably about 10 kids that come every week they and they it. absolutely oh the kids love it so it's the choreography is slightly easy for the kids and it's broken up with games and stuff but they love it so it is a bit of a highlight of the week actually teaching that to the kids um, and that's between sort of six to twelve year olds so you've yeah, a nice mixture of different ages and they just they absolutely love it so yeah it's a great format so thank you for asking me about it
0: <laughs> because I, 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 love I it. saw you advertising it ages ago because I'd never heard of it. It and I was like what is this and then I saw you doing classes but I think you were running them the nights I was running the swimming world group and I was like can I get my whole group to do it because that would be amazing I think I'd love to come because again music and I think you're absolutely right finding something that you enjoy even just dancing around the kitchen on a Saturday night while you're cooking dinner is just somehow of getting moving you touched upon a, a point there as well which is one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you about finding something you enjoy and I can tell by the way that you were talking about it the, the big smile on your face about how much it means to you and how much you love it but how important is physical exercise to your mental health as well because you have touched upon, upon that
1: yeah this is actually a really good point to bring up actually um because for me I've never really sort of had any issues with mental health ever I've been sort of quite privileged really quite lucky um but yeah this pandemic uh, really got me. Yeah, which, yeah, you say a lot of people hasn't a lot of people have never sort of any had had any, any mental health issues before the lockdowns just that's completely changed for things. And I've had a lot of friends who um, have anxiety, and I never really understood it. And they say, Oh, well, I've, I've got, you know, my anxiety's doing, come up, come up today, or, you know, I'm not feeling too great, or I'm gonna have to cancel. And I never really quite understood it. And I thought, I never quite got it. But for me, <laughs> in, a, in pandemic, hello, anxiety, like, I've never had it before. I never understood it. But in a way, sort of now I completely understand what anxiety is. And yeah, it did, did get me really badly. So for me as well, in the first lockdown, um, when that happened, I was training for the marathon, for the London marathon. And obviously I'd put so much effort into it and I was, I hate early mornings. I hate the winter. So I was up at, you know, six o'clock in January, freezing cold, you know, minus three, it was icy and I was pushing myself and I'd done all this training for them. Then you turn around in March and go, yeah, it's canceled all all over. And it just, I think maybe that was probably one of the causes. It just, I had no desire to run. Like on the first lockdown, I thought, yeah, I don't want to run now. And even though I'd done all this training, I thought, "No." don't want to do it and i just i even though i'd run these online classes and i had this little group going there was no sort of desire to actually do it and i was i'm just doing it because it's something to do it's keeping me busy i've got nothing else to do right now <laughs> you know i need to, i know i need to exercise um but I, I did you know i didn't want to do it and i just i got yeah you know, i didn't want to leave the house i was one of those people who you know i literally did stay i did not leave the house i didn't want anyone to come near and my mom would be like oh come and visit you on the doorstep sort of thing i be like, no 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 stay away stay away so it was just you know it it i it really weird i can't really explain i you not you didn't want to go to the shop and it wasn't because i'm you know i'm not sounds of not not scared of the virus like i wasn't scared cuz i know i'm young and and healthy and i know that's obviously you know you're not as, as much at risk i guess but it was the sort of the the, the effects of the virus that had made me anxious i think it was every, the knock on effect of it so there wasn't the virus that i was sort of had a fear of but it was everything else that had, sort of got It sort of made me anxious so it was really weird because for me as well I I couldn't understand it because I was like I've never ever felt like this before so for me it was just really strange and I just yeah and it has got a lot better because I think for one the main main reason for me was because like I said I hadn't really put much into my fitness I was doing on autopilot sort of thing um and then also I think I didn't feel like I had a purpose like i have always the sort of person I've worked since I was like 15 and I love working and my career has always been a massive thing for me so to have that sort of pulled from underneath you overnight pretty much um I think was really really not my confidence and really yeah, my health did as well and obviously like to go it wasn't just my career it was obviously the income thing you know we'd bought a house um only six months before the pandemic so mm-hmm. my second thing yeah. was like oh no how <laughs> are we gonna afford to pay the bills so I think it was a combination of everything um So yeah, getting a part-time job really helps. I did get an extra part-time job, um, which is, you know, that gave me a bit of purpose. It gave me something to do. It felt like I was contributing again to the household. So yeah, it was just, I completely understand and I'm a lot better now. Like anxiety was really pretty bad um, through the lockdown, but it has got a lot better and I've learned how to sort of deal with it. I know, and I think, you know, everyone has up and down days. of course, I think that's normal. I think even if you know you feel pretty sound with your mental health, I think everyone I spoke to says, Yeah, I have days where I feel great for a few days, and then I'll go really low for like two or three days for no explanation. Then I'll come up again, and I'll go down. And I do have that, but as I think restrictions lift and things are getting normal, I'm having more good days and bad days. And I did something really nice actually to track it. I saw this video, um, and I did it at the start of the year, and it was like a table, um, with all the months and then all the days, and then you have a color chart for your mood that day. So you have red for like feeling sad and blue for feeling um, emotional or stress. And then green as a good day. And you just colour it in every day. And I've been doing it every day since January. So it's quite nice to see. My colours were obviously quite sort of like reds and blues near the start of January, but actually the last few months they get into like the greens and the yellows and different colours. So that was a really nice way to track track my sort mm-hmm. of emotions.
0: Good idea, up.
1: really yeah. nice, yeah. Uh, that's really nice and you obviously don't have to start on the first of january you could start it now and it's a nice way to to check on your mood and my partner will sometimes like have a look and be like oh good to see your moods are good this (laughs) week
0: maybe just checking (laughs) to
1: see what made you in that day absolutely yeah (laughs) i better make dinner tonight (laughs) 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 so so yeah that really helped but like it's definitely i think for me my anxiety was definitely uh pandemic induced for sure so it, it is a lot better and i think for me having that purpose, having work to do, having a job has definitely helped. So I think when all of that was taken away, that's what set it off. So, I mean, luckily like I say, I think it was very mild. My case is a very mild case of anxiety. I know I've not not had it as bad as I know other people had, uh, have had it, but um, yeah, it's it's really, in a way it's really opened my eyes because I actually understand it more now. And I can understand when other people say, oh, I've got anxiety, actually, like, right. Well, I, I can completely empathize with you now because I know how that feels. So it's a good thing in a way because I didn't really understand it, um, at first, and people talked about it, but now I actually do have some understanding of it. So, if anything, it's just helped me to help other people. And if anyone else says, you know, I feel that way, at least I can relate to that and try and help them. So, yeah, it's been it's been a good lesson, really, in a way. And it's not, you know, it hasn't been great, but it's it's helped me. You know, it's helped me to learn and understand a little bit more as well. So, I and mean, yeah. I think everything happens for a reason as well one of those people says that so <laughs> you know I think it's you know it's uh, whatever it was meant to be was meant to be so but I
0: think also it's taking uh, some po- it sounds like you've taken something positive from that experience um and turned it into you know a lot of people we speak to we, we speak to on the podcast have had some sort of challenge with their mental health but it's the way, where they come through it and then they talk about it and I think a lot of people will relate to what you said because people who have mental health problems before the pandemic it's been tough but then a lot of people like yourself have found yourself in the pandemic experiencing feelings and emotions that you've not before and it's like this is all new to me what do I do but talk talk to me a a bit more about like you know we talked about finding something that you enjoy and you talked about like even going out for a run it just kind of clears the cobwebs and stuff how important is it for people to be moving and, and doing some exercise what's the have you got any kind of like scientific sort of thing about like, you know, you go out for a run, it, re- it releases all those good, good endorphins. Yeah.
1: And- so you've got your, I'm going to give my chemicals here. I hope I get them right. The dopamine, which is the good hit yeah. in the brain, um, endorphin. Um, yeah, I think that's the one. So yeah, doing physical exercise is going to give you those feel good chemicals in your brain. Um, and I did a little bit of an experiment on my Instagram page um, a few weeks ago actually, okay. so- where I didn't do any exercise because I felt a bit like, really feeling it today. And I tracked my mood and I documented it. I did like a vlog on there saying like, I feel awful and I feel really demotivated. I don't want to do anything. And then I had a couple of days like that where I didn't do anything. And the next day I did a full day of exercise. So I got on my spin bike in the morning. I went for a run. I did a crazy day. And I was, I was like, I was high on exercise. <laughs> it was crazy. And I just, I don't know what it was, but again, it's this, it's this chemical hit in the brain exercise isn't just a physical thing so i know we mentioned saying that you know people think you know is exercise just to lose weight it's not this is one of the many things that it will do it will of course set up all these chemicals these feel-good chemicals in the brain going back to the quote i said that you know you, you never regret an exercise but you always almost yeah. regret not doing an exercise yeah. because of how good you feel and that's why when you go on a run and you think i hate this i want this to end this is hard but after you finish the running like, oh it was great i really enjoyed it <laughs> so again it's these chemicals getting the Brain going, yeah, this is the right thing to do. And, you know, if, if an activity makes your brain feel like that, it's clearly as nature intended. You know, if your brain is reacting to something in that way, in such a positive way, it's clearly a good thing for your body. So, reason to exercise obviously isn't just weight loss you know not all of my clients are with me for weight loss um and that's not the reason that that should not be the full, the main reason that you're exercising um so if that is the reason please do have a little think um, and look at sort of the bigger picture as to why that you feel that you want to do that. You know, you want to exercise for weight loss solely. Um, for me, I mean, I did fall in that camp as well. That's why I got into the gym, first because I was like, oh, I need to lose weight, so I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, but actually, like I say, now I understand exercise more. I know that obviously it's it's ticking off all these good feel-good chemicals. So actually, mentally health, mental health makes me feel much better. When I did this sort of little Instagram experiment, I felt terrible on the days I didn't do exercise. I felt amazing. Like I say, I felt like an exercise high. Uh, whether that's a coincidence or not, I don't know, but I felt great on the days where I move my body um also I say for general health as well our bodies like I said before they need to be moved they are designed to be moved um you know we're not designed to sit down for eight hours a day um and I know that's been the case unfortunately for a lot of people you know working from home um but if you've got a smartwatch, you've got a fitness watch do set the notifications on do get up every few hours again it's it's easy to get stuck into a task especially if you're working from home and thinking I've been tapping away for you know yeah. Hours. Put the notifications either or on your phone. Put a reminder on your phone to just to let that buzz off every hour or so. Do get up and walk around, even if it's just up and down the stairs a few times, around the kitchen, go around the garden, or even if you've got time, go for a little walk around the block. Um, because sitting down as well that can lead. I mean, obviously, we're really interesting. Going off topic slightly, a really interesting TED talk about. Um, <laughs> don't take this literally why sitting down is bad for us <laughs> we're not designed to sit down so if you look back evolutionary wise um you know chairs weren't around in caveman yeah, yeah. you know, we weren't designed to sit down um so sitting down isn't is not good for us we're not sort of designed to do that but obviously we do because of how that's how, how the world is now and we have chairs <laughs> you know that's how we do things well standing as much as you can is really good. Obviously check on your posture when you are sitting down. If you do have a job where you have to sit down, check on the posture. It gets really easy if I just I say it to people all the time, especially in my classes I'm teaching, you know, shoulders down, heads up, sitting properly, Keep an eye on your posture if you need to, you know, if you're at a desk, stick a little post-it note or a sticker on your on top of your laptop saying, you know, sit tall, sit straight, just to remind you to sit up because, you know, sitting in poor posture can affect the spine uh, and that can obviously maybe lead to back problems, poor posture can lead to other complications as well, especially as we get older. Sitting down will actually shorten the hip flexor so that, you know, that crease that you get uh, between your hip and the top of your leg, that little crease there, uh, that's where the hip flexor muscle is. When we sit down, that muscle shortens, obviously, then when we stand up, it becomes tight and that actually can lead to back problems. So a lot of people have lower back issues, can be people that sit down a lot moving as much as you can stretching out as much as you can especially those hip flexors as well those muscles that i was just talking about because if you do a lot of sitting yoga is a really really good one as well i know not everyone is into yoga but yoga would be really good if, especially if you're thinking where do i start i have a bit of lower back issues i sit down a lot just you know sticking to youtube uh, hip flexor yoga or hip yoga for hips anything like that is gonna be really really useful um for getting you sort of mobile so yeah try not to sit down as much as possible um just a little fact there the the solution was if anyone was wondering um to not sitting down is to, to squat down right <laughs> I <was> like really <laughs> but actually if you look at a uh baby or a toddler which i was I saw a friend uh, yesterday she's got a little boy and um i noticed what toddlers do they don't sit down on chairs they squat down and they squat down with perfect technique. So if you've got a little one sort of toddling around, notice how they will not sit on a chair. They want to go and sit down. They will squat to you know to pick stuff up off the floor to look around, and they get into a per- technically perfect squat because that is again what we're designed to do. We are designed to squat. Now it's a complete functional movement that again is, is natural. It's. Pretty much safe all stages of life. Obviously, you have got any issues—that's another story. But yeah, even you know if you're pregnant, you know 39 weeks pregnant, squatting is still a, a really safe exercise, and it's like I say, it's a very natural exercise. So again, incorporating that into your day, and even if you don't want to get into fitness, but you're thinking, well, I want to keep my body moving and mobile, do squatting as much as possible. But make sure again we're getting that technique right. So just you know, ask your toddler <laughs> for good, <laughs> technique. ask for it properly. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> watch your toddler. And, how they squat because again we've formed bad habits and the older clients i get, you know, the older they are, the worse technique they have. We seem to lose this good technique that we're born with that we do naturally. Going back to your original question, if you do want to make a change but you like saying I'm not sure where to start with, there are actually three parts to making a change. So it's not just a case of, well, I need to exercise more, I'm gonna exercise three times a week. I'm gonna go on a run, I'm gonna do a YouTube workout and then I'm Going to go for a walk. That is great. Now, and if if that's a step up from what you already do, that's amazing. So, every, and you know, something I say to my clients, my little catchphrase is every little helps. You know? I'm <laughs> not yours. <laughs> yeah, stealing it from another well known supermarket. Um, but yeah, in exercise, every little helps. So, just think every little bit of exercise you're doing is contributing to you having a better, healthier lifestyle. So, yeah, if you are going to do three new things a week, that's great. If it's compared to you sitting on the sofa, amazing but um that alone isn't going to cut it so you know if you decide well i'm going to do this three times a week realistically how long is that going to last you might do it for a week you might do it for a week or two and then you're off on board now I, that that's because we've got two other things to think about exercise alone as well is not usually depending on what your goal is and what you want to achieve especially weight loss is obviously a main thing for a lot of people exercise alone isn't going to do it especially if it's just you know you've added three extra sessions in the week it will help definitely compared to your lifestyle the week before but it's not going to cut it nutrition is the second one so nutrition is a huge one again if you just go i'm going to change a few meals a week that again is going to be good it's going to be great but it's not going to cut it so we're combining exercise and nutrition we have to put these two together each on their own is good but combine them together it's just going to accelerate the process and you're going to feel better for it as well and the third one is habit change okay so behavior change really important and a lot of people forget about this so again i say to my client let's look at exercise let's look at nutrition but let's look at your behavior because if the behavior isn't there if you've got good intentions and go yeah i'm going to exercise and i'm going to have some good food and i'm going to be healthy if that behavior change isn't there that's why you get bored after a week and go oh I'm okay, could start again next monday or oh, it, yeah. yeah diet didn't work blah blah, blah. Uh, the behavior has to change so you have to actually make a lot of effort the same amount of effort you're putting into your exercise change and your nutrition change to change your behavior because if you have not got the mindset to actually to what to make these changes it's not going to change so they are your three pillars if you are looking to make a change in your fitness and your health and your well-being it's exercise nutrition and behavior change those three perfectly sort of like slot together and like I say they'll accelerate the the process that you're that you're aiming for
0: yeah absolutely and we talked about nutrition earlier in the week with Janie but also it's thinking about the reasons why that you want to do it and it's a lifestyle change so so many people are wanting like a quick fix and I want to be a size 10 by eating one salad and going out for one run it doesn't happen like that it has to be a constant thing Um, and I'm aware we're coming towards the end of our podcast Becky but there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about before we go so one of the things I want to do is plug my own exercise thing at the moment so at the moment I'm running 200 miles in May and I have found because I struggled well I've I've struggled in the past in my mental health but particularly over like the last sort of year and a half and we've we've had a few things going on. We've had some family bereavements and and all sorts of things going on. So it's been tough, but since I've been running every day and I'm not suggesting everybody do this, I have found like this, this last month, leading up to it has been great, not only in the terms of getting out there and, and doing that run, but, from the support that I've had from friends on Facebook and family, uh, just getting in touch and, and seeing how I'm doing, which has been great. So you're actually training second time round now for your marathon, aren't you? And um, how are you getting on with it and who you're raising money for?
1: So I am, um, yeah, bucket list dream was to run the London Marathon. Just the once. I only want to do it once. <laughs> It's very hard, (laughs) the training It's like, as you know, you're doing some sort of mileage, it's it's hard work, it's hardcore. So yeah, only gonna do it once. But yeah, I'm running for a lovely local charity called the Rossendale Trust and they are based in Macclesfield and they provide opportunities for adults with disabilities so Down syndrome autistic spectrum um, and helping to give them as most normal life as possible so um, the part of the uh, charity that I'm actually running for is the work taste scheme so that helps disabled people to get into work um, to be able to have jobs just as normally as you or I would to give them again like we talked about me having a job is my sense of purpose and having something to do. So it's an invaluable thing and helping them to have the best quality of life. So yes, I have two and a half thousand pounds to raise halfway there. Yeah, I've got another sort of about six months away or less than that, aren't we now because it's October the third. So Mm -hmm. 12 or 16 weeks, I can't remember. But yeah, it's somewhere Mm -hmm. around there. So yeah, that's how long we've got left. So I will be running some fundraising events. One of the events I wanted to put on last year was a an 80s aerobics class. So again, get dressed up into 80s stuff all eighties music. So I am going to put that on again at some point when obviously things will calm down a little bit. So that will be before October. And the other event I was I was very spot on last year was a cabaret evening. Obviously, my musical background, I was going to put on an evening of um, Andrew Lloyd Webber music. So, again, I've got lots of friends from theatre that were going to come and sing. Obviously, my kids' classes, there are lots of singers in there. So, that cabaret evening will hopefully go ahead as well at some point. I'm not sure when, but you know, that'll be nice. So, there are going to be some fundraising things to do. I might even run a Zoom class. Again, I've got so good at Zoom classes. But <laughs> well, who knows? People might want a face-to-face one, actually, after all of this. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what I that's where I'm at so yeah but halfway through my fundraising and uh, yeah I'm terrified but I'm really excited as well because mm-hmm. like I run half I run a half marathon every month I run not that's as much as you catching I, I do 100 kilometers a month so obviously you're you're smashing that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, this is an unusual thing though this is a bit yeah. of an unusual one
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's how much I try and do a month anyway and then I do a half every week so yeah I'm halfway there I, you know I can do a half give me give me a half any day but full marathon that's 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 quite quite hardcore so I, I am excited, but Yeah, that's
0: my next big challenge for me in October. I will include your fundraising link in in the show notes. And yeah, do let us know when you're doing your 80s (laughs) aerobics. I think I prefer the pound fit to to do new 80s aerobics. I will do those as well, actually. (laughs) So Becky, if people uh, were thinking, actually, this is something that they would quite like to do, and we'll include all your details in the show notes as well. But where where can they find you? And uh, at the moment, what sort of classes are you doing per week?
1: So at the moment, obviously, I'm working as a personal trainer. I do have, like I say, I haven't got quite busy. Sort of gone a bit crazy with the with the popularity at the moment, But I still do have some spaces. If anyone's looking for a personal trainer, like I say, I do specialise in pre and postnatal fitness, and I work with a lot of some older clients as well. Um, I do have spaces. I do have a gym at, at my home as well. So it's Ooh. it's sort of it's a converted garage. So you don't actually have to come into the house. It's very COVID safe. It's a small gym, so it's one in one out. So it's you know it's perfect for if you don't really want to be you know, in a public gym, or I have a few clients who are a little bit self conscious. So it's a really lovely space for that it was only built last year. So it's yeah, beautiful, beautiful space, fully equipped, we've got mirrors in there, uh, all the equipment that you would need. Um So yeah, you can get hold of me on my website, which is fitnesswithbecky.co.uk. Becky is spelled with a B E C K I E not a Y. <laughs> um, but I'm most active on my Instagram. So uh, yeah, I don't really tend to go on Facebook, there is a page on Facebook as well. Um But my Instagram is where it's at. So that's at dot m o. so yeah there's loads of stuff and there's loads of workouts um there's a link to my youtube on there as well um there's quite a few classes and exercises thing um on, on the youtube page as well a few workouts so yeah loads on my instagram loads on my reels loads on my videos and igtv so yeah even if again you're not quite sure you just want to check it out first and get an idea of the style there's loads on there and then classes wise i i'm teaching pound at a gym but it's the is it Cranage Hall so that starts next Monday. So that's Cranage Hall Gym over in Cranage and Holmes Chapel. Um, and then I am thinking of putting pound on in, in September. So hopefully live community class coming from September. Um the other class that I do is on a Friday and that's Friday lunchtime and that's completely free class for over fifties again. It's a Cheshire East funded class well, uh, and it's called Exercise to Music. Very easy to remember. <laughs> and I run the Coniston sort of branch of that. So that's all across Cheshire East. And there's, there's classes for it. So anywhere in Cheshire East that you live, um, I know they do it in Macclesfield, Poynton, Knutsford, and uh, Wilmslow. And I, like I say, I do the Coniston So there's a, there's a class on every single day in those different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but contact the Wilmslow Guild for that one. Oh, no, they're not called Wilmslow Guild anymore. They're called the Wilmslow Centre for. Education. I'm not sure they've changed their <laughs> I'm they, they changed the name. only last week. just yeah, yeah, they were yeah. formerly the Wilmslow Girls. So if if you Google that, I'm sure that will that will still come. They changed their name, but and they're free, yeah, aren't they are free find- completely free yeah Cheshire's funded classes so anyone over 50 it's a nice gentle aerobic fitness class like I say I lead the one on the Friday we're still on zoom at the moment we're not going back until September so if you want to come and try the class like I say, you're very very welcome it's 12 30 on a Friday but as of September we'll be going back into the hall again so yeah really nice class as well just it's lovely say ages anywhere between sort of 50 60 70s I think we've got a few in their 80s as well so lovely little community class which is, I've been running that one for about three years so yeah really really nice group so that's that's all i've got going on at the moment so lots to keep me busy that's all you've got
0: going on <laughs> sounds like an awful lot
1: <laughs> lots to keep me keep you going of course the pound class the the kids pound on a wednesday that's at yeah. Asprey on a wednesday evening so yeah that runs in the term time so we've got another couple of i think we got one this afternoon it's wednesday isn't it now so yeah we'll have it this afternoon and then we've got another one next week and then we'll break for half term but yeah if you want of your kids between sort of the age of six and 12 um do get in touch and um i can give you some more information
0: so as a personal trainer you're you're based in congleton
1: yes yes that's where i'm based congleton okay. yeah yeah I so say i've got my running club as well so if you are a client you get access to the free running club on a, on a wednesday too so yeah lots of benefits
0: thank you that's brilliant that sounds like an awful lot of things no wonder you're uh you're in good stead for doing the marathon with all of that stuff going on i don't know how you find time to train for it
1: neither do i, <laughs> I do it actually when it starts <laughs>
0: Well, we'll include everything um, that you've mentioned there. I'm going to go and have a bit of a route around on your blog, actually, if you talked about that experiment that you did. Did you say you did a blog post about... Um...
1: It was it was like an Instagram story, but it ah. will be somewhere. I can, I can repost it. I can delve, because I think oh, they yeah, save it, right? don't they? So I'll I'll delve out and repost it. Yeah,
0: because I think that's a good thing to, for people to do. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about new habits last week, and it's all about that awareness first, but not beating yourself up about things. And also, like you said, not setting yourself like I'm going to run every day and go to the gym every day and eat healthily for every day, not giving yourself too much to do and then yeah, like falling at the first realistic. turn. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, that's what I say, it's one of the main things when you like when you train as a PT, realistic is one of the key words that you learn. Yeah. Um, and I've said, like I say I was saying to a client the other day, we were looking at nutrition and I said, don't go and buy a whole, you know, you're going shopping tomorrow, don't change your, your shopping list, make little swaps. And again, if it's someone at home listening at the minute thinking, well, I need to make changes we just talked about making simple changes like she'll buy white pasta white rice let's just swap it whole grain pasta whole grain yeah. rice you know you'll buy the white bread swap that for whole grain bread if you don't like whole grain go for a sourdough go for a rye bread so it's just yeah little changes it doesn't have to be like again every oh, little okay. helps, you know yeah, <laughs> every yeah, tiny exactly. change makes a difference so yeah that's your takeaway for today uh, yeah it's a really good one to, to take away for sure
0: brilliant well thank you ever so much for joining us Becky um, you're gonna see me rocking up pun intended, at one of your pound classes at some point.
1: Excellent, I can't wait to see you, you're going to be amazing, I can tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, enjoy the rest of your day, Becky, and good luck with your marathon training.
1: Thank you so much, we'll go on a run soon then. Yeah, I'm definitely. The training in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network, with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy.